Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, hempsters. Welcome back to another episode of Hemp Aware Radio. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, thank you so much for your precious time and attention. I always do my best to speak on the topics that are most important to you. And today I have a special guest, Brian Webster, who is a hemp industry business consultant that uh, he's been organizing um, a few different events in, in the last several months on the topic. And, um, you know, he, he really wants businesses or, or uh, individuals that are getting into the hemp market to really understand what they're playing with. And uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, what he's got planned for this upcoming event in the beach city of Monterey, California, and hopefully uh, inspire you to get yourself a ticket and, and bring a colleague or a friend to this empowering and hemp educational event. Um, so really just to get right down to, we have about 30 minutes today to talk about uh, this event and the hemp business market and a little bit of Brian's background and see if maybe we can empower your hemposphere a little bit. So welcome aboard, Brian. Thanks so much for being on Hemp Aware Radio today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Tyler. It's my pleasure. So um, we met, I think, earlier this year in Sacramento at the advisory board meeting at the Department of Ag. And um, I um, have only had a few chances to, to really connect with you. And I don't really know your your background. And, and so to let me and, and the listeners know, maybe share a little bit about where you came from and what your expertise is and, and what led you up to the hemp industry and, and what inspired you to, to be entering this world. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm, you know, kind of an older person. Um, I spent my first 30 years in New York and my second uh, 30 years here in San Francisco, in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm kind of a cross between a community organizer and a marketing person. I've always been like a sales and marketing person. And then Mm -hmm. also, you know, since a teenager – I was a uh, kind of a um, marijuana decriminalizing uh, activist. And okay. um, uh, I used to organize, you know, rallies and, you know, and things like that way back in the, uh, in the late 70s. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, and then I kind of, you know, put that to the side when I got to California, but I got active in the uh, marijuana decriminalization movement in 2010. I think it was with the Prop 19, and got very involved in the um, uh, legislation uh, on creating jobs and revenue for California through the uh, decriminalizing uh, marijuana and prohibition movement. And so, in uh, but then in 2015, I, I started getting in very involved in the uh, in in hemp. Uh, I was working with a union that was organizing uh, hemp workers in Canada uh, and uh, here across the United States. And then um, uh, I launched this website called uh, ca-hemp.com or .org um, mm-hmm. and started putting out information about the hemp industry to the public and to uh, business people and kind of developed a, uh, a consultancy you know, based on me seeing the, uh, a big uh, uh, boom in the uh, emerging hemp industry here, here in California. So because of the uh, 
the passage of the California Hemp Farm Bill in 2014 and the Prop 16 uh, in uh, uh, or, or uh, the, the, the proposition in 2016. Uh, and then, uh, you know, all, all the developments, um, I, we've been, I've been working on trying to, you know, jumpstart business development in the hemp industry here in California and specializing in that. <clears throat> and so I've been doing, um, uh, I have a consultancy, which I work one-on-one -on -one with the uh, select clients. And then I have, um, uh, been organizing workshops up and down the state in Oakland, Sacramento, Santa Monica, uh, now in Monterey, and um, and then I have a couple of other projects, you know, hemp-related projects I'm working on too. How cool! Well, thank you for entering this this world. You know, it's you've obviously been in the cannabis movement for quite a while and, and representing that side of things. And back in 2015, it sounded like you. Uh, you got converted to the industrial side of things. Um, I'm wondering, is that because you, you believe in, in what hemp can do for people as far as the, the resources and, as you said, the job potential? Is, is that really your motivation for creating ca-hemp.com and, and these uh, business mixers and workshops? Yeah, well, you know, hemp is uh, it's an amazing, uh, you know, it's an amazing uh, plant, it's an ama you know, really, really amazing. And the, the fact that you can make, you know, more, you know, over a hundred products out of it is uh, incredible. So it has a, a tremendous, you know, um, value to, uh, you know, to human beings. And then in terms of just society, society in general, there's going to be a tremendous amount of uh, jobs and revenue, uh, revenue for community services, jobs for people, uh, generated through this new emerging industry, and then especially in California, because California, uh, uh, well, because of its climate, it it doesn't. There's no real snow in the farming areas, so you can, you'll you'll be able to grow at least two crops, maybe even three, a year uh, in California. And the the hemp is very you know competitive in terms of an agricultural crop, has a mm -hmm. lot of uh, advantages to farmers compared to other row crops, cotton mm -hmm. or hay or alfalfa, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then just the market is huge because, uh, there's 39 million people in the state. Uh, I believe that hemp will in California will be grow to be the largest hemp producing state in the country, the largest uh, manufacturer or processor of hemp products, uh, in the country in the next few years. Absolutely. No, I, I'm, I'm a believer in that vision as well. Just the sheer size of our state, I think, warrants that, that uh, summarization. And so, so to kind of focus on, on your group, the, the organization, ca-hemp.org, what would you say is, is the, the number one goal or, or the vision of this group? Is, are you on more the lobbying side of things and educating on law, or are you maybe more focused on the business marketing sort of helping um, people get into the industry or, or maybe a little bit of both? I, I guess I'd love to hear your vision, you know, specifically for this group and, and what, what is your goal with ca-hemp.com? Well, um, because I have uh, such a background in, um, in, uh, 
policy and legislation. And I know a lot of, uh, you know, political leaders, uh, you know, personally, and I know how the legislative process, you know, works. Uh, uh, That's kind of a strength I bring to the practice. The practice I define as uh, what I call strategic services. So in, in, you know, I advocate for the industry and I educate the public, but for my clients, what I do is I, uh, I narrow in or zero in on what they need to accomplish. And I call that strategic services. So if they're, you know, a farmer in agriculture, I, I identify what they need to accomplish to, to advance their business goals and I help them accomplish the same, those specific things. Same thing if somebody was in the retail side of hemp or if somebody was in the, uh, the wholesale to retail, you know, kind of manufacturing uh, and, and, uh, and selling to uh, retailers of, of uh, hemp products. I try and identify what their business goals are, and then I spend my time and my work with them to identify, you know, how I can help to accomplish their goals. That's awesome. You know, a really results oriented focus. Like where are you going? And from a marketing consulting perspective, and also with these workshops that you're organizing, it's really about discovering what are these individuals and, and companies goals? Where are they headed? What, what section of the market are they in? Are they, are they farming it? Are they um, manufacturing or, you know, are they bringing it to the end consumer? And so it sounds like you have a, a, a plethora of, insight and, and wisdom to bring to each section of, of the industry, which is really exciting. And so, uh, you know, when it comes to like hemp in California or just hemp in the U S what would you say are, are some of the biggest challenges that hemp companies are, are facing currently? Um, well, I would say, you know, the, the biggest challenges are, you know, of course is the, uh, you know, is the government. Uh, the fact that this particular industry, you know, is in, a, is in a strange place where it's going from an industry that was literally banned by the government to an industry that is being, you know, starting to be, you know, encouraged and, and regulated by the, by the government. And then um, there's, um, there, there's two different governments. There's the federal government and and the and and the state government. So, um, you know, hemp got caught up in this whole reefer madness thing in the 30s, and you know, and it's that 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 anti-drug warrior mentality in the federal government is so strong that mm-hmm. uh, hemp is on the Schedule One drug list along with marijuana and heroin. Right. And even though it makes no sense at all, there's that portion of the he- of the federal government, the DEA, that wants to keep it there because really of their own just economic reasons. It's kind of like a exactly. criminal industrial complex. There's a lot of people making a lot of, you know, jobs by, you know, by the fact that it's being illegal. And they can see just in Canada you know, where hemp became legal coast to coast, and then marijuana is now legal coast to coast, that, you know, all those, you know, jobs uh, are going to be going away in that, mm-hmm. in that criminal justice, you know, uh, industry. 
Then there's another segment of the federal government that you know is more the the common sense, and it's uh, being led by Republicans in Tennessee, Mitch McConnell and mm-hmm. uh, Rand Paul, who are the drivers mm-hmm. behind the the new hemp bill that's coming up. The the federal hemp, the federal, it's a federal farm bill. It comes out of it, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's rewritten every five years. So now mm-hmm. is the five year period. Uh, it's it's and it's very progressive in terms of hemp. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about as they've been about as you know done as much to advance hemp as they can in this new farm bill, and so that, that is going to change the landscape both nationally and in California uh, as soon as that gets passed. By uh, it's been passed by the Senate. Now it's got to get passed by the by the uh, by the House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it gets uh, then it gets kind of rectified. They rectify any changes, and then the, then it gets to the president's desk to be signed. And hopefully mm-hmm. that'll be happening uh, about November. But the mm-hmm. the hemp part of the bill uh, is very small. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. really the argument between the House and the Senate is much more about food stamps and other agricultural policies. And so mm-hmm. I I don't predict any changes in the hemp language uh, being made that would slow down the, the, the momentum of passing the, the, the farm bill. Which could be very exciting. So then simultaneously, simultaneously the state has its own hemp bill, hemp agricultural bill, which originally got passed in 2014, and now there's what's called cleanup legislation going through the Senate and the Assembly uh, to make some modifications in the California state regulation of hemp. And the situation is now that the, uh, the marijuana market is being regulated by the agency called the Bureau of Cannabis Control. And mm-hmm. since January 1st, they've been issuing uh, permits and regulations and taking tax money uh, from marijuana farmers uh, across the state and when things, you know, were held up at all, they issued a special dispensation or special permits to to give them, to allow them to start their businesses, start doing businesses even before the uh, things got finalized. So California is moving, has been moving, you know, uh, very quickly, start, you know, since January 1st on the marijuana front. But hemp is regulated by the California Department of Food and Agriculture, and that has been underfunded, underprioritized. They just hired their first full-time staff person, and they have yet to issue their rules and regulations for farmers to start growing hemp in California. So while there are three or four uh, grows happening in uh, in different counties uh, through a uh, through a process where they where a uh, pilot the project. state. Yeah, pilot project where the state approval or regulations is not needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't look like we'll have hemp. Uh, the Department of Agriculture will issue their rules and regulations until October, you know, November, uh, December, mm-hmm. and people start growing hemp in January of next year. Right. Wow. Well, it's so it that's is the main the main holdup is the the government is is the government, and that it's is. Definitely. That is both a kind of a blessing and a curse to the industry. It's mostly we think about how, you know, what a big problem it is, but because 
there is, is this barrier or this moat around our industry, that actually gives us a little bit of a competitive advantage if you're willing to go through the process. So, mm-hmm. so for instance, you know, hemp, you can get a lot more money growing hemp than you can get growing hay or alfalfa mm-hmm. in California. But hemp is going to be more difficult to grow in terms of the government regulatory process. You're going to have to meet rules and regulations. So Mm -hmm. what that means is that not every hemp and alfalfa farmer in California is going to be in the hemp market. So you're not going to have a lot of competitors right away. Uh, And uh, that can be a good thing because that will help you uh, maintain higher prices for your, for the product and Mm -hmm. maintain a, competitive advantage for your business once you get it up and running. Right. So with that said, uh, I'd love to kind of shift gears into the event that you've got going on in Monterey on August 15th and just uh, under two weeks. Who are, are some of the people that will be speaking or what are some of the topics that you'll be covering at that event for those who attend? Yeah, sure. So um, that is an, uh, a one-day uh, workshop uh, it starts in the morning at, at like 10 o'clock, and uh, I have um, um, in the morning, there's a session between 10 and noon, and that focuses on uh, agriculture. And uh, we'll have uh, a couple of people presenting there. One is uh, Alex. He's from the California Seed Certification Agency. Um, another will be Chris Conrad. He's kind of a, uh, industrial hemp expert, uh, also a marijuana expert, but he's been studying hemp for like 20 years and written uh, he's one a couple of my of books. Closest mentors when it comes to hemp. Yeah. He's wrote, wrote uh, hemp lifeline to the future. And, uh, he helped compile emperor wears no clothes. He was very close with Jack and, um, he created the Business Alliance for Cannabis and Commerce, and yeah, he, he's just an amazing, all-around amazing guy. I'm really excited to uh, to be sharing the stage with him, for sure. Yeah, and then I got uh, John Miller will be there. He is a, um, uh, he's with a firm called Can Appraisers, and he's actually a farmer himself uh, and kind of a CBD agriculture expert. So he'll be there also presenting. He'll be there all day long, but he'll be presenting in the morning. And then we have actually, a nice. He was a sheriff, I think, up in uh, in Siskiyou County or, or Northern California. Um, got, I think he mentioned like maybe 20 years ago he was a, a, a law, in law enforcement. So that's kind of interesting to have someone come from that world and enter into this world. It'll be a good perspective. Yeah, that is interesting. Um. And so then we have like a two-hour lunch period, you know, which might be an hour and a half if the, if the morning session goes over. But we have a nice long session for people to have lunch with new people that they are, they're just meeting for the first time at the workshop kind of a thing. And then we reconvene at 2 o'clock and go to 5 o'clock where we talk about uh, uh, hemp business. And I present in that section. And then, Tyler, you're going to be there uh, presenting. And then we'll have Chris Conrad also presenting there. We have a guy uh, named Ed Breslin from Better Brands, uh, and he has uh, years of experience uh, working in the uh, topical CBD 
uh, market uh, in the medical marijuana market right now, but he does um, spray on pain relief uh, uh, things and he does uh, uh, different uh, uh, bombs and even does bath salts. Mm. And then he even has a company that works with animals that uh, he's got a thing for horses called lame away and a canine Mm -hmm. product. But Ed is uh, very knowledgeable about the uh, whole manufacturer. He's a manufacturer. Uh, He works with distributors that takes his products to retailers around the state. And uh, he's also a professor at Oaksterdam university. Wonderful. So he'll be there. And then, so we'll go to five o'clock uh, and then we're, I actually have a uh, another event. It's a called the uh, Hemp Business Mixer uh, at a at a hotel uh, very nearby on, on Cannery Road. It's like a rest bar restaurant inside of a hotel, and that's mm-hmm. from five to seven thirty. And that's a free event. That's a free uh, networking event. Uh, there's a lot of people in the Monterey area who uh, might not be able to attend the workshop because they have to work during the day kind of a thing, uh, or they just have limited time. So we'll have this uh, mixer for people to get together and just uh, have a drink and talk business after work. Wonderful. Well, that's going to be exciting. I, uh, what, do you, what do you hope to, to see the attendees walking away with? Like what are, what are some actionable maybe results where you know people there's going to be people there that have been in this industry for 15 20 years there's going to be people there that haven't even entered into the marketplace and so i think you've built it out to cater to to mainly the people that are just entering this industry but also those that have been in it to to get some nuggets from it uh what 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 do you think that they'll walk away with or just some insights you know like how how will they feel after coming to this and walk away with well, yeah. I, now, one of the things I do is everybody who comes to the workshop gets a workbook. Uh, so that's like a 40-page workbook with uh, information that is uh, presented at the workshop, but also a lot of background information. So mm-hmm. the, the workshop is designed to create value for people at all uh, uh, spectrums of the industry, whether they're uh, uh, a new person uh, looking to get started into the hemp industry, or they're you know, or they're established business person, uh, looking to uh, find out what's you know what's new and what's current in the in the uh, in the hemp marketplace. So in this workbook, uh, there's some basic information. There's a lot of you know hard information printed. Like I have the uh, FAQ, the frequently asked questions from the California Department of Agriculture's uh, website. Then there's Wonderful. a new thing that's come out with the uh, the um, California Department of Health has issued some new a new position paper on uh, on CBD, CBD being used as a uh, in nutritional products, you know, right. like pills or uh, you know Those cookies products. or or yeah. you know or or things like that. So there'll be information mm-hmm. in the book about that. It's also things like there's a map of the of the 58 counties in California issued hmm. by uh, the California Agriculture uh, Department, and that so the the hemp is going to be regu- hemp growing will be regulated by 
county agricultural commissioners. So unlike other states which have one commissioner for the entire state, California has 58 for all 58 counties. So there'll be a, mm-hmm. a map there. And then there's some, you know, interesting things like I have a one-page uh, thing in the workbook that just talks about the 0.3% THC level in hemp and where that came from. It actually came out of in the 70s from a major study that came out of a lab in Canada. And they uh, uh, they just stated in their in their research paper that the hemp that they used to study contained 0.3% THC. But it was a very widely circulated uh, study. And so accidentally, uh, hemp then became defined as the cannabis plant that contain less than 0.3% uh, THC level. And mm-hmm. so now that is kind of like the standard, the actual, you know, accidental industry standard for Canada and the United States. Uh, there's one country in Europe uh, that uses a, a 0.1% THC mm-hmm. level to, as the definition of, of hemp, uh, which means that you can't, you won't be able to sell hemp into that, in, into that, uh, well, they won't be able to sell hemp into markets that uh, have a 0.3% level. But the interesting mm-hmm. thing is that it really doesn't matter real, whether your hemp is 0.3%, 0.5%, or 0.1% uh, THC level. The bottom line is that people don't buy, grow, buy, or sell hemp because of the THC. And, you, you know, you can make 100 products out of it. You just can't smoke it and get high on it. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, but the definition of hemp is actually an accidental definition and a political definition rather than some mm-hmm. kind of a biological definition. It is. It really is. Yeah, it's an arbitrary, or at least according to this Canadian study, something that they just stumbled upon or, or decided at some point. So hopefully that will change in the future based upon the idea that these cannabinoids that are present in the plant could have an effect on the genetic expression or the results or the yields. Um, and it's not something I'll go into at the moment because we just have a few more minutes. But um, thank you for, for you know clarifying that and sharing that. Uh, for those that are, are tuning in, definitely check out ca-hemp.com. Um, or if you wanted to share uh, your contact information, Brian, please feel free so people can get a hold of you, either uh, – uh, acquire your services and or attend one of your events, how could they get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. So my contact information is on my website, the ca-hemp.com. Uh, my phone number is 415-243-8900. And that's my home office and cell. And uh, so, you know, you can pretty much reach me anytime because I'm a, kind of a, a bachelor uh, that you know doesn't have to uh, worry about what my, you know my, what my wife or my girlfriend or my pet is telling me how I should spend my time. So I'm pretty much doing business all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, I love talking to people and trying to be of service. That's my whole thing. Is you know how can I be of service? That's what it's all about. Yeah, how can we make a difference and, and contribute? And the topic that I'll be covering. Uh, at the event there is is how to make a difference and a dollar with hemp, really focusing on marketing and branding your hemp company in 2018 and beyond. Uh, really 2019 because uh, California 
won't really be on the map until next year, just as you described, because those regulations won't be established till the end of this year. But I am very excited to get to know you more, Brian, and to be at that event and empower those people that are attending, because we're on a mission here at Hemp Aware to empower and educate as many people as possible, because I believe if we can solve the basic needs of humanity, meaning food, shelter, and clothing, as well as our energy applications and healing, I mean, this one plant alone, I believe, can can have a significant difference on creating peace on earth, so to speak. Uh, I recognize that peace is an inner job, but when it comes to the peace of our environment and living in harmony with nature and each other, hemp is definitely that vehicle. So I'm, I'm very excited, very uh, pleased and thankful that you're, you're putting on these events and look forward to uh, getting more involved with what you're doing. So thanks for being on today's show. And if you have any final thoughts, um, it, it, it's uh, the stage is yours. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, Tyler, for your uh, participation in the workshops and your support with having me on the show today. And uh, just as a final thought, if you could imagine uh, the terraforming of Mars in the future and what kind of – what plant would you bring there? What, you know, uh, if you were going to bring over, you know, three or four or five plants – what would you bring? I definitely think hemp would be one of them because it's so easy to grow and you can make a hundred industrial products out of, out of it. Exactly. So that's, that's the awesome future is hemp on Mars. All right. We're looking forward to that. Thanks so much for tuning in to hemp aware radio. This is your hemp entrepreneurial host, Tyler, Tyler hemp to hemp power your hemisphere. We'll see you on the next episode and hopefully see you at this event in Monterey, California. Thanks for tuning in everyone. Make it a fantastic day. It's your choice.